church, our Lord said, Why are you persecuting me? So Christ is still on the cross. Behold, I stand at the door of God. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. You're listening to Behold the Man with your host, Joe McLean. The bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding dong, ding dong, that is a song, with joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Buenos dias, que tal? Welcome back to Behold the Man. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be back with you today. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. How is your Christmas? Oh, Christmas doesn't end on December 25th. No, Christmas is a season of 12 days. Did you long for that day to come? Did you look forward to the birth and nativity of the Christ child who would set you free? pointing us down the road to Calvary. That day on that hill lock on Mount Zion, when he would be offered up, raised above the earth, and draw all men to himself to set us free, because he thirsts for you and I. Well, today we look at Luke's gospel. Luke's gospel of the nativity story. There is another Christmas story, another story of nativity that I bet you probably do not read at Christmas time. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. And a great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child, and she cried out in her pangs of birth, in anguish for delivery. And another portent appeared in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, with seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems upon his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven, and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, who was about to bear a child, that he might devour her child when she brought it forth. 
She brought forth a male child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she was has a place prepared by God in which to be nourished for 1,260 days. I bet you don't hear that one read too often. But I want you to long for the Lord more than Satan longed for, to devour him. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly and glorious God, we come before you to praise your holy name. Inspire us, dear Father, to long for the Son who comes to set us free, the King of kings, born humbly in a cave in Bethlehem. Send forth your Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with great joy. For today, in the city of David, good news takes on flesh and dwells among men. We praise you and we thank you for our mother who said yes. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, starting in verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid. For behold, I bring for you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And all this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. A sign! Swaddling clothes. This is very significant. Isaiah 7.14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. There's a star in the east on Christmas morn. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. It will lead to the place where the Savior's born. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Leave your flocks and leave your lambs. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. 
Of the angel appearing to those shepherds, the lowest of the class of the Israelite people, tending to the flocks at night, there in the night sky, shining round them, this bright light come down from heaven, this angel, saying to them that this is a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This is the city of David, the house of bread. There, next to the feeding troughs for the the sheep and the goats, there is this baby who would one day become bread come down from heaven. John chapter 6, our Lord tells us, He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life within him, and I will raise him up on the last day. You must eat my body, and you must drink my blood if you are to have life within you. Our Lord becomes food for all mankind, life for the world, bread come down from heaven. In the city of Bethlehem, the city of David, which is the house of bread, born next to the lambs, wasn't it John the Baptist who said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. No detail is left by chance. All of this is for a reason. Swaddling clothes. Very important. Remember what the angel Gabriel told our Blessed Lady in Luke one thirty-two. Quote, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, David, the great king of the people, had a son, Solomon, and we know of his birth, too. When we read Wisdom, chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, we read, quote, This is Solomon speaking, by the way. Quote, I also am mortal. Like all men, a descendant of the first-formed child of earth, and in the womb of a mother, I was molded into flesh, 
within the period of ten months compacted with blood from the seed of a man and the pleasure of marriage. And when I was born, I began to breathe the common air and fell upon the kindred earth. And my first sound was a cry like that of all. I was nursed with care in swaddling clothes, for no king has had a different beginning of existence. There is for all mankind one entrance into life and a common departure. This is the birth of King Solomon, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the king of the nations, the king of the kingdom of Israel. How much greater is our Lord, yet how much more humbler is our Lord. I can guarantee you, Solomon was not born in a cave. He was not born next to the lambs and the goats, lying on a bed of straw. The shepherds didn't come to pay homage the night that Solomon was born, no. But shepherds, the lowest of the class, came to pay homage to this king, which is greater than Solomon. Our Lord says to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, verse 42, quote, the queen of the south will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Have you paid homage to this king greater than Solomon? Have you humbled yourself like those shepherds? Have you taken time out of your busy life, your busy schedule, to come at the feet of this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, linked to the son of David, only greater? We must come. We must pay homage. Like the Magi, as we spoke of last week, who came from the east, who saw the star rise in the sky and followed it, and came and laid at the feet of our king, gold, fit for a king, frankincense to be offered to God in worship, and myrrh, which was used to anoint the body for burial, but it was also used to anoint priests for service to God Most High. They are the first fruits, the shepherds, the first fruits of the people of Israel. The Magi, the firstfruits of the Gentiles, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, born humbly in a cave, He came to unite all mankind. And we see it beginning here. We'll see it come to its fulfillment on the cross when He is lifted up high, drawing, as we said, all men to Himself. So come, let us praise this child Let us take time out and worship him as the shepherds and the magi. Let's recognize him for who he is. Greater than Solomon is he, this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. The good news, taking on flesh and dwelling among men. Our Lord and Savior, truly the good news or joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come.
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Notice that the shepherds go in haste. They go in haste to see what they had been told of by this heavenly host, worshiping and praising the Lord God, delivering his good news to the world, to these humble little shepherds. And Mary, holding it in her heart and pondering on it, how often I wish I could hold more in my heart and ponder more upon it in my heart. Do you? Because I don't. I so wish I could. I so wish I would. Ponder the Lord, His nativity, what it all means in my heart. If I could do that, oh, imagine the world that I would live in. Imagine the lives that would change my very own family, the joy in my home, the joy in my neighborhood, the joy in my workplace, the joy in my world that would be created if I would just hold it and ponder it in my heart. But we don't, do we? We don't ponder the Lord often enough. But Our Lady shows us the way, doesn't she? Every time, showing us, leading us to her Son, Doing battle, as Revelation showed us, with the great dragon, this red serpent of ancient days, seeking to devour her child. But Mary, being brave, being the kekaretomene, the full of grace, bears it, bears our Lord into the world. The good news, she becomes Theotokos, God-bearer. And so as we read, as we said even last week, Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5, quote, But when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The fullness of time. That leads us very quickly, as we only have a few minutes remaining, very quickly, into a prophecy that we find in the Prophecy of Daniel, chapter 9, starting in verse 20, going to 28. Read that. You will see this is a very unique situation. Daniel, who is in exile in Babylon, is praying at eventide, praying to return to that holy hill. That's Mount Zion, where the temple had been destroyed. He wants to rebuild it, and he longs to return to Jerusalem, there to offer sacrifice once again to the Lord Most High. And he's praying at eventide, and the angel Gabriel comes to visit him and says, Don't worry, Daniel. Your prayer has been heard by God. 
gives him a prophecy, a unique prophecy, foretelling of the time when they would be reunited to that holy hill, a coming of Messiah, a consecration of the temple, but yet still trials, still time that would be bad for the people, a ceasing of public worship, a judgment. I'll quote verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9. Quote, Seventy weeks of years are decreed concerning your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most holy place. Read, do me a favor, read Daniel 9, 20-28. You see, to Daniel, this was an immediate prophecy. It concerned the exile of the people and the coming rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, there on the holy hill or Mount Zion. And 70 weeks of years, that makes it about 490 years. But I want to show you a very, very cool comparison. Daniel 9 to Luke chapter 1 and 2. To refresh very quickly, in the beginning of Luke's Gospel chapter 1, what happens? We see Zechariah in the temple, offering up incense to God, and he's visited by the angel Gabriel. And there Gabriel tells him that he's going to be bearing a son. Even in his old age, him and his wife, they will have a child. That child will be named John. And John will make straight the paths. He will prepare the way for the coming Messiah. And we see again the angel Gabriel in the sixth month of Zachariah's wife's pregnancy, Elizabeth, and her pregnancy. Gabriel visits Our Lady in Nazareth and gives her the good news of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so as we start to compare Daniel 9 with Luke chapter 1 and 2, what do we see in comparison? Number one, Gabriel, the angel, delivers both messages to Daniel and to Zechariah and to Our Lady. Number two, both contain a prophecy of the coming Messiah, the Anointed One, the Meshiach. Number three, both begin with a faithful man making an offering for sins of the people. Zechariah does so in the temple. Daniel is longing to be in the temple, in the holy hill. Both do it at eventide, which is the ninth hour or 3 p.m. It is the hour of prayer in the temple. Number four, the prayers of both men were heard by God. Number five, both speak of a deliverance, coming Messiah, trials, justice, and a purified temple. And both take place in 490. In Daniel, it's years. And in Luke chapter 1 and 2, it's days. Now, let me give you a really quick deal here. How do we come up with 490? Well, let's take a look. You see, if we'll start from the time that Elizabeth conceives to six months when the angel Gabriel visits Our Lady in Nazareth, that's 180 days. Now Mary, after she receives this news, goes to visit Elizabeth and stays with her about three months. That's another 90 days. Now you have six more months of Mary's pregnancy after that visitation until she gives birth to our Lord Jesus. That's another 180 days. Now after she bears Jesus into the world, the nativity, after eight days... He's circumcised. And then another 32 days until Mary and Joseph go to the temple 
and offer up our Lord, the sacrifice for our Lord, to redeem him back. Also, Mary is purified there. So we know that system of purification, we know the time period there is 40 days. So from the time of that nativity, minus the eight days for the circumcision is 32 days. When you add all of that up, you get 490 days. This is an uncanny comparison. Daniel 9 to Luke 1 and 2. Now, in Daniel's prophecy, what happened? The coming rebuilding of the temple, the coming Messiah, the purification of the temple. But we know Jesus, who when he was offered up in the temple there by Joseph and Mary in Luke chapter 2, he is the temple, not that building, but he is. John chapter 2, verse 19, our Lord says, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. The Jews said to them, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophecy, at least on one level. In 490 days, Gabriel visits twice. Our Lord is born, and he's offered up and consecrated there in the temple. This is powerful. This is Christmas. Have you pondered it in your heart? Do so today. Visit my website, www.catholichack.com. May God richly bless you. From the Catholic Underground.